Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Doug McCary of His Life Ministries. Today is November 18th. And no, it's not December 18th, although you wouldn't know that if you're out there because Christmas decorations, Christmas songs, everything points to Christmas. We're just bypassing Thanksgiving. Let's not do that. Let's step back a moment and uh, be thankful for what we have, thankful for what God has done. And uh, I'll tell you one thing I'm thankful for. I am so thankful that God brought Galen Patrick into my life at an Iron Sharpens Iron Conference because I met Galen there. He is just overflowing with joy. He loves the Lord, and I'm so excited to welcome to SWAT Radio. He is a first-time guest. He's a Jacksonville uh, um, resident now. He's from Kansas City, big Chiefs fan. Galen, welcome to SWAT Radio. Thank you, brother Doug. Good, <laughs> good to have, good to have you uh, here, and uh, I'm glad I could make it. Yeah, I'm glad you could be here too, uh, Galen. You and I have seen each other at several different things. In fact, we were with each other last Saturday over at the Pearl Plaza with Councilman Gaffney, distributing turkeys and food to over 700 cars. Tell everybody what your take was on that. I mean, you were out there. I know you do a lot of ministry in Jacksonville, too. What did you see when you were out there? Well, well, first of all, I, I just think that the event, I mean, you know, it 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 was so many people. I was I was, first of all, kind of shocked and overwhelmed because I was like, you know, this the, the street was literally blocked for blocks and blocks to where even like, you know, the police had to come in and try to figure out, <laughs> you know, but just. Just the um, just the opportunity to be there and and to be able to see people um, with smiles on their face. Um, getting, I mean, these people got like ten, like a full grocery list of like foods, canned goods, and so um, my experience out there was actually um, high paced because <laughs> I'm trying to direct traffic. I'm trying to run and keep the line moving, but at the same time, uh, help volunteers and just get in where I fit in. Cause that wasn't my first rodeo doing yeah. that. So, you know, and then I know you were up there, you were up there preaching, man. And, and, and yeah, that's a fun thing. To I do. heard you all the way from the interstate. <laughs> you heard me out there. I was sharing the gospel, man. That's what it was about. I was so excited that councilman Gaffney, uh, allowed us to do that and, and wanted us to do that. And, you know, and even channel four, that what they put out there, they they put a little blurb about it, and they allowed us uh, to say that we were praying for the cars. And you know, when we started doing that for the first time, uh, Galen, uh, they said that in the twenty plus years they'd been doing food things, they'd never had people pray with the people in the cars. Mm. And that's been a great ministry for us to pray, share the gospel with people. And uh, I know that's important to you because uh, you're you're social media page is project get saved <laughs> if people want to know more they can go on facebook yeah uh, and go to project get saved g-e-t-s-a-v-e-d uh tell us about project get saved what's that all about so you know i i, I try to make it to where you know i said what is a simple 
like what's a simple name with with a uh you know an action behind it you know <laughs> and i think that's the the core of just evangelizing and ministry is you know we want people to um you know experience salvation you know but what does that look like mm-hmm. well it could look like you you know giving a pair of socks to a guy i was walking one day i was walking um and i and i walked around the corner i was going down to uh, downtown somewhere to work and the police officer was standing over this homeless guy or something you know and and the homeless guy yelled out to me he said hey do you have any socks now watch this i just so happened to had put some socks in my backpack wait 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 a minute no let's restate that God had put it on your heart <laughs> right. to put some socks in there because God wanted that man to have some socks, and he wanted you to be the instrument. And the thing is, is this, is that I was walking, you know, you know how we kind of in, in our own zone and we're walking, and we had this, um, you know, we're just laser focused. I almost walked past him because just out of, you know, not wanting to be involved, you know, the police officer was there, you know. and um, And so fast forward. I stopped and I said, man, you know what? This guy asked me for some socks out of everything. He could ask you for shoes. He could ask you for shirt. He asked you for, for socks, socks and God had already given you socks to give him, man. So I gave That's him the crazy. socks and then guess what? The police officer thanked me. That's funny. He said, thanks, man. Cause the man was sitting there. So get saved is, you're drowning, right? You can't swim. You're you're taking in some water now. As a lifeguard, I used to do lifeguarding at a summer camp. Okay. And uh lifeguard class, they always say never approach the person that's drowning from the front. You always go behind you can go behind them cuz they'll pull you under they'll every pull, time. They'll pull you under. And so you want to put a barrier a uh, uh, a saving device in between you two. So that it can keep you up, both of you up, both of you guys up. So, so Project Get Saved is knowing that the drowning person can't save themselves. It always is going to take something or someone, a device, something outside of them. Mm-hmm. And so, it salvation is not a individual thing; it's an experience. It's a it's it's sometimes it's traumatizing because you almost drowned. Mm-hmm. But then when that lifeguard came, when Jesus comes and he pulls you out of the most traumatic time, the most inconvenient time, right? It's never, a, you know, it's never convenient to say, oh, I'm going to get saved next week at 12, 12 p.m., you know, next Thursday, I'm going to get saved. It's a, so Project Get Saved is tangibly giving out the socks, giving out the food, saving people on just more than a, a lip service. So well, well yeah. you're you're out there. What you're doing is you're putting some shoe leather to the fact that you're doing what Christ said when He said, "When I was hungry, you fed me. When I had no clothes, you gave me clothes." And that doing those things out there gives you opportunities with people because they see. Well, why would you do that? I mean, why would this guy give me some socks? Why would this guy give me food? Why would this guy do this for me? I always make sure to tell people whenever I give them anything, that it's not me, it's God, it's Jesus. He He wants you to have this, and I do it for his glory. Uh, you know, I was teaching this week, uh, Galen, about Cornelius. 
And, you know, Cornelius is a great uh, picture of what you're talking about because Cornelius could do nothing to save himself. He was a Roman centurion hated by the Jews. He lived in uh, Italy, and God moved him to Caesarea and then brought Peter Mm -hmm. to his house. Mm. He didn't go looking for Peter. And, I mean, he sent somebody because God told him to, but God came to him. And uh, what what I have appreciated, I've seen you at, at many events that were, in fact, we have a lot of mutual friends. You know, our friend Merv Clark from Merv Crosswinds yes. Ministries. <laughs> Tell, um, shout out to let's Merv. See, yeah, let's see. A shout out to Merv. Uh, I was just with Merv. In fact, you were there at the rally out at the Blueberry Farm. And, um, you know, uh, I met you originally at uh, Iron Sharpens Iron, mm-hmm. where you know Bob Grauman's involved with that. He's a SWAT guy, and uh, but but tell everybody how you <laughs> met Merv and the Crosswinds Boat Ministry out there. Right. So I, I you know, we're sharing. I was sharing a little bit uh, off the uh, record with you about that, and you know, I was at a time in my life where I was really looking to fellowship outside of my just my own particular race or just whatever you know um just to expand my uh circle and so a guy who I was actually working with um uh shout out to Mike Miller who was uh he was a um you know he he was working on a, a project we were working on projects together but anyway fast forward I saw in his uh cuz I was praying I said god you know bless me with a white friend with a boat <laughs> A white friend with a boat. Okay. And so so I go on Mike's page, and he, he just happens to have this guy. And, you know, he's like, hey, I'm going on a sailboat, you know, trip or whatever. And so I was like, you know, I'm inter- I want to do that. Let's do it. And then so um, turns out Mike couldn't go on the trip. But Mike was like, well, you can call Merv Clark. He's over the whole thing. I called this guy Merv Clark. We talked like he's from England. And so, and so, I know, Gaylin, uh, yeah. it's very good to talk to you today. So, <laughs> so he's from England, right? So, I love his accent. So, so he's, he, and then one thing about him is that he doesn't understand the whole dynamics of the black thing here and all that stuff, you know. All he did, wait, just, there, wait, there's a dynamic of the black thing? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, he was just like, oh, you're my brother, yeah, yeah. you know. And, and so I knew he wasn't American. So I was like, oh, great. And then so uh, so we hit it off, and then uh, it was some other guys out there. And, um, so we went on this, you know, sailboat ministry, uh, you know, thing that weekend. We almost died. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's how I get you close to Jesus, right? <laughs> hey, I want you to hold that thought. We're going to come back and hear how you almost died on the sailboat with Merv. By the way. Everybody that goes sailing with Merv does not have that almost died experience. God reserved that especially for Galen. So we're going to come back and hear more from Galen Patrick, uh, what other ministries he's involved with. He's involved with a ministry called New Dawn Outreach. Uh, and what we're going to hear about that and more. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Hey, if you want to... Uh, Listen to this or any past program. You can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. And uh, you can contact us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk. Or you can send me a message at ask at, at swatradio.com. We'll be right back with more from Galen Patrick, who's our guest today on SWAT Radio. 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Yes, we have caved in and we are playing Christmas music too. One, because I love Christmas music. Really, we should be celebrating the birth of Christ all year because it's an amazing thing. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Hey, if you are just tuning in, whether you're up in Virginia, listening on the Lighthouse in Mississippi, listening on WMER, here in Jacksonville, in Folkestone, Georgia, or St. Augustine, listening on WTRJ The Truth, or listening through the Internet. I know we got people from England, our brother over in England listening, at least him and maybe a couple others in England listening. we got people in India listening, people in Africa listening. Uh, we're we're so excited for our internet listeners. Thank you guys for sending emails. And uh, if you're just tuning in, because somebody said, "Hey, you ought to check this out." SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It's spiritual warriors, and and our theme verse is Second Corinthians ten four and five, where the weapons of our warfare are not of this world. And boy, if we there, there's ever been a time for spiritual warriors just now. There's so much division, so much stuff going on. And, and Galen, by the way, uh, our guest today, I don't know if you could tell. Uh, you probably can't since this is radio. But Galen is a black man sitting in here. And he said before we went to break, he's not defined by that. He's defined by his uh, relationship with Jesus Christ. But he said... He was asking God to expand his cultural uh, connections. How you like that? Yeah, Is that a pretty good, good way to say that? That's good. Uh, by, by bringing a white man with a boat into his life. Uh, it's funny, Galen. You know, I've traveled to about 23 countries. And I can honestly say that the more you go and intermingle with other cultures, whatever they are, uh, God grows you in your ability to love your fellow man. You know, greatest commandments, love God. Second is like it, what? Love your neighbor 
because he's like you. Right. And, uh, you know, so I think one of the things that has happened with political correctness that's sad for me personally, I grew up with uh, black friends, and we would joke about our cultural differences. We would make jokes with each other right. about his culture. He would make jokes about my culture because is there a difference when you run, go? Let's let's say you go into an all white church and you go into an all black church. By that I mean a church made up of all black members. Mm-hmm. Would you say there's a difference in the style of worship there? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Because there's a culture difference. Right. In the same way you go into an all Cuban church right. or an all Russian church. It, cultures are cultures. Mm-hmm. And we've lost something in the past few years with all the crazy political correctness that we can't appreciate the cultural differences that God has spread throughout the world so that we can be rich. Right. And creative. Know? And creative. You know, if everybody looked the same, that wouldn't be fun. It'd that be would be boring, boring right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so God, so God, his first, the first quality we find in the Bible of God is he's creative. He created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. This earth is floating in space right now. Yeah. And it's, it's spinning. It's crazy. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, when you stop and think about what God did and how he did it, and, you know, I, and, and again, I, I, I referenced Cornelius er, uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you know Peter in a million years would have never gone into Cornelius's house mm. except God commanded him to? Mm. He gave him three visions. He had to give it three times because he wouldn't do it. And, and, you know, what God did is says, listen, don't see him as a Roman. See him as a future believer. Amen. And he went over there, and God said, there's not the Jewish church and the Gentile church and the Samaritan church. Mm-hmm. There's one church. Mm-hmm. There's not a black church and a white church and a Chinese church or a yellow church. Uh, there is one church. We're all believers mm-hmm. because Jesus bleeds red for everybody. Yes, sir. You know, you, we, we are his and so I appreciate that. So anyway, you pray for a white man with a boat. God brings you not only a white man, a real Englishman, <laughs> right? And murder Clark, and you almost die out there. So what happened? So yeah. So after um, the weekend, we we went out sailing and all these things. We found a campsite. So we're going to put up our you know our stuff and pack up. And so on the way back. Um, we get caught up in this, uh, like almost like heavy winds because mm-hmm. this is a sailboat. So yeah. I'm talking about, I mean, like it just got real serious. Like it went from like sunny, uh, the birds are singing, uh, everybody's celebrating. And then were you feeling like Paul on the, <laughs> off the island there? Right. You know, when he gets all of a sudden, he's yeah, throwing stuff yeah, overboard like, trying yeah. to save the ship. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we just, I mean, really he had to like try to take the sail back or something like that. And, and the sail was getting a lot of wind in it, and then the boat almost went like completely on, like on the side. Yeah. And you know, we're just like praying, and I'm like, oh my god, like we got to make it through this, you know. And this is my first time meeting Merv. <laughs> we had this experience on the first time, and so that just kind of like brought us together. So fast forward, um, I ended up uh, kind of helping him uh, with the with you know the boat and everything, and then we we became close and helped him out with crosswinds and. And so he just has this desire just to be on the boat and for, you know, uh, you know, I guess to kind of like, you know, just cool that's back. His ministry. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, his ministry. Yeah, he definitely. wants to take people out on a boat to chill out and teach them 
about spiritual things using sailing, which is, I think, a, sailing can offer some good metaphors out there. You know, right. uh, there's some uh, there's but, some good things to do. But that, relate, that relationship introduced me to guys uh, I used to know uh, from South Point, and, and then I just got really plugged into just diversity. And then so, and then I met Tom, who owns the Blueberry Farm, Blue Bayou. Shout out to Tom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when I went to Tom's Blueberry Farm, that's when everything kind of started opening up uh, possibilities. Um, and you actually came out there and spoke to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I mean, and this is before he even had the blueberry. Like, you know, the, he had blueberries, but they weren't as much. Like, now he has strawberry. He has all this stuff. Yeah, so, he's got a lot of things out there, but... What he's talking, what Galen's talking about, what I spoke at was a strongman rally that they do every year out there. By Crosswinds. Yeah, by Crosswinds Ministries. Tom uh, kind of allows people to come out there. It's just a time for, you know. Retreat. M- yeah, just to get away for, uh, with the Lord. And uh, and it's really a good thing. So I appreciate Merv having that. And you met Bob Grauman uh, through Right, the, through right. That, so, right? yeah. So, you know, I was invited to Iron Sharpens Iron and. Uh, you know, that was like my first time, you know, kind of being around like that type of environment with all these different guys from all different churches and stuff. And because we always talk about, you know, oh, there's no unity and the men can't come together, blah, blah, blah. Like Iron Sharpens Iron is really like a model for, you know, it's kind of like Promise Keepers, but a little bit like with a little bit more grunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's um, not all about just the platform. It's more about interaction. Right. Uh, and then the breakout classes and yeah. stuff. So so those those are times that are, you know, just being exposed to those opportunities and those things. It ended up my prayer started being answered over the years. And so then I started getting, you know, my stamina back, my my drive. I started getting more excited about because it can get lonely sometimes or kind of you can get caught up in this uh, whole like, uh, you know, I'm the last prophet alive, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and God is like, if you don't get up. I got like seven thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're not, not the, the last. only one. <laughs> you're not people. the only one. Yeah, yeah. So 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 with that being said, it's like one of those things where you it gives you hope. It gives you hope that we can do this. We can make it. We don't have to die. Mm-hmm. You know, we can live. And and so that just my whole perspective on death, like, you know, the older you get, they say the more you're conscious about death and all these things. The revelation I got was is that you're never, you were never truly alive until you met Christ. Mm-hmm. That's life. Yeah. There, there, he is. He's life, the right? beginning of your life. Yeah. So there's people walking around or the walking dead. Yeah. But they, you cannot, you have to have something that you hope you're, we, the Bible says we're saved by hope. Mm-hmm. People who are hopeless or without hope, they don't have a reason to go on. They mm-hmm. don't have a reason to live. So this holiday season, um, I'm glad you said something about the holidays is the Christmas carols. I want, I want, I want to do a Christmas carol challenge where we actually read some of these, uh, songs, man, like little town of Bethlehem. Who is Bethlehem? Where's Bethlehem? You know, like actually understanding, like, do you know, I've been there. No, go ahead. Yeah, you have, I have, I, I lead groups over to Israel. So I've been that's, to Bethlehem. That is, I've looked out on the fields where he probably that, that they, the shepherds would have been. And it's the coolest thing. See, man. that's what I wanted to see. I want to do stuff like that. I need to take you over Thank there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Have you. You've never been there, have you? No, no, we need to go over there. <laughs> All right. So now instead of praying for a white man with a bird, pray for a white man to lead you to <laughs> the Israel. Israel. And now, you, you know, by the way, if you're listening, Gail and I are joking. We, we, we have we have a good relationship. We we've we, you know I met him I think a couple of years ago, 
And I just feel an instant bond with you. I always have mm-hmm. since I first met you. And um, and so, you know, we joke around. But it is sad that you can't joke around about culture anymore because right. it's just Cancel as, culture. Yeah, cancel culture is canceling <laughs> everybody. Like, it's like this whole thing with Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, the Rittenhouse jury right. thing. Like, you've got a white guy who shoots three other white guys, and if he gets off, it's racist. Mm. I mean, like, I mean, he's a white supremacist. Mm. I don't even understand the logic behind that. I don't understand the rationale behind that. You know? Uh, I mean, if, if you look at the people he shot, if you know, and I said a year ago he was probably going to get off, Galen. I mean, because it looked clearly self-defense from the videos <laughs> that you could see. But everybody's trying to make it a racist thing. And, you know, we got a, a minute before the break. What what do you see going on in our culture, you know? Uh, I, I just think I think the music is, is probably one of the biggest. Uh, I'm just going to speak for my, the, the young, the youth, um, African-Americans, the music, the music, the music, the music. It's, 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 it's like it's almost cursed. Yeah. You know, and so that was like the that's like the big influential thing. And then it goes over into social media then it goes over into, you know, so so the music is so violent. And I mean, if you actually just listen to some of the rap, the lyrics and stuff, they're not singing Christmas carols. <laughs> no, they're not, they're not no Christmas carols. For sure. uh. So, you know, um, you know, in and, and some of these artists, they can't even have a Christmas album. Yeah, because they're not. That's not their brand. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things where if, if all you're hearing is just negative and violence and. Depre- you're going to get depressed. And I think depression is a big thing right now. Well, especially in light of what's happened the last two years, you know, with the mandates and, the, uh, and all the shutdowns, not going to church and everything. Well, when we come back, I want you to share a little bit about what you're doing with New Dawn Outreach, okay. about that ministry and how people can get involved with that, how they can get involved with you, with Project Get Saved. Hey, you're listening to uh, SWAT Radio. I have today Galen Patrick. A Kansas City Chief guy, grew up in KC, but now he lives in Jacksonville, went to Florida A&M, and uh, has a passion for creative writing. We're going to talk more with Galen when we come back. If you want to hear this or any past programming, you can go to www.swapradio.com. That's www.swapradio.com. It's Doug McCary. We're going to be right back after the news with more SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. talking to me we're on the air he's just just talking he's just telling me what we're gonna do man it's funny steve you like that new music that's some good music that's pentatonics with oh come all you faithful 
I hope you're enjoying that. Um, again, don't blow right past Thanksgiving. We got Thanksgiving coming up next week. Hey, uh, if you were ever thinking about coming to a SWAT Bible study and uh, you have not been to one, next week will not be the one to come because we are off next week for Thanksgiving. And uh, we will be on the radio Monday and Tuesday, uh, but uh, we'll be taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the following Monday off. We'll be replaying some best stuff. And so uh, I hope uh, you folks will uh, have a great time getting ready for Thanksgiving to thank God. You know, Galen, it says in First um, Thess, it says, First Thessalonians, um, we are to give thanks always. Mm. That's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Mm. Uh, it's a hard thing to do, but we're told to praise him continually, to give thanks always. Pray without ceasing, give thanks always. And uh, I hope that if if as you go into Thanksgiving next week, I hope you'll remember that verse to give thanks always. That that there's a reason that Paul writes that to the Thessalonians because it's easy in this world when we see a lot of the negative stuff that's going around, some of maybe the, even negative things that are happening to you. You can think that these temporary things outweigh the eternal things that God wants you to have in experience, mm. which is namely a relationship with him. You know, your relationship with God uh, isn't after you leave this life. It starts here and now. Jesus said the kingdom is come. I'm, I am the kingdom. I'm here. We don't have to wait to eternity to start experiencing the peace that he wants us to have. It starts now. And, you know, a lot of times when you are homeless, when you struggle um, because you make some bad choices or somebody else makes some bad choices and you end up on the street, it can be a very, very discouraging thing. Um, you can be a believer out on the street, no way to provide for yourself. And New Dawn Outreach uh, their mission is to try to give hope to those who are hurting and empower them um, to um, basically live life at a, a different level than they're experiencing right there on the streets. Um, you know, Jesus was homeless with his disciples. He had no place to lay his head. Mm-hmm. And if, if folks, if you're out there and you've never been involved with ministry to homeless, it is a it's a great way to encourage others to be light uh to people i know uh you have been involved with it galen what's it what is it that you get ministered to as you're ministering to these people um you know there was a there was a group of guys that were at new dawn and and these guys are young you know they're like 20s 30s early you know uh early 30s maybe uh mid 20s but what I what I experienced was is that they don't have like a projection on what their life is going to look like in a year, two years. So sometimes they become overwhelmed with their situation to where they just give up, or they'll become so comfortable to where they say, you know, they they lose like a motivational like a drive. Mm-hmm. And so it's like one of those things where if I'm out there with them and um, you know just seeing their mentality, if I can just consistently just show up just be there 
go out where they just to minister at present. Yeah, yeah, just to be there. Yeah, just to be there, and um, and then they'll come by New Dawn and stuff. And um, but if I can just be there, or they can just see me, you know, then that right there gives them hope because now they can look and see someone who's around their age, who's you know who looks kind of like you know in the same uh, peer group, right? And they can see hope just in me being out because sometimes these guys, uh, these ministries, they, you know, they have these older people like, you know, you got to be like 50, 60, 70. And, and, and there's no one they can really relate to mm-hmm. that, that looks like them. And so that's what I want to do is just, you know, so I just learned, I learned by being out there with those guys is that, mm-hmm. um, you're one check away. Some people are one check away from being homeless, one missed bill payment, mm-hmm. one, you know, this is how bad it is. This is how, you know, everyone doesn't want to be on the streets. Mm-hmm. They just, they don't need a handout. They might need, need a hand up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that just being out there and being a presence, what it does is it ministers to you as well because you're like, you know what, if I can just change one of the, like if I can just do something that can uh, change one of these guys' lives, mm-hmm. no telling what they'll become. You know, and so it's more of an investment. We're investing in each other because they're they're going to have my back. They're going to they're going to um, support me. They're actually I look at them as the uh, when David was in the cave mm-hmm. and he was like, God, you know, you promised me I was supposed to be a king and all these things. And I have nothing that resembles the promise. I'm in a cave. I'm running for my life. I don't have this. I don't have an army. I don't have a priest. I don't you know. And then all these things just start appearing. And so I'm looking at these guys. And I'm already putting them into a, into a picture, into a, into a frame. Mm-hmm. And I'm already planning on them being a part of project, get saved, uh, you know, going to the next level, getting back on their feet, um, getting rehabbed. That's the idea is to save them tangibly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they made a confession. They prayed, but one of them just recently passed away because of, you know, some things with drugs or something. And, and me and him, I, I considered me and him close, mm. you know, I would go visit him in the hospital. I would, you know, help him take him to the hospital about his foot, all these different things. His brother had passed away earlier in the year. And, and here he is, you know, I get word, Hey man, you know, this guy's gone. So that's the kind of price you pay doing street ministry. Mm-hmm. You don't know if these guys are going to make it. Mm-hmm. to next month especially right now with things going on right now with the whole fentanyl thing and all that's the drugs exactly and that's exactly what happened to them mm. it's awful and then it, yeah so then that concerts you mm-hmm. know these kids are doing these drugs at these concerts listening to this music they end up you know ODing. i'll tell you what i don't know if you saw what was the name of the rapper out in houston uh oh travis scott yeah, yeah travis scott mm-hmm. Did you see the entrance to the thing? It was yeah, a skull I and I knew man. you were going to say something that, that, about that. That was weird, man. I saw, well, I, you can ask my friends, right? I had a, uh, I have a couple of friends that I deal with uh, closely, and I told them the minute that concert was even posted, I said people are going to die at that concert. That's and this weird. is back in like this is like six months ago. Wow! And I because I already could see the imagery of Molek. Some oh, of these, it's, some it's of these terrible, guys, yeah, man. yeah, and, and some of these things, and I said, I said, this is this is a portal. Well, they 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 had they interviewed a a, a pastor about who deals with casting out demons mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and um, 
you know, prays for people that are possessed. And he was talking about all the demonic imagery in that concert. That's just, you know, but I think we're seeing that all around our country. I, I really feel like Satan has been allowed more freedom because it's almost like, you know, in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel, God would say, okay, I'm going to do this. So I get their attention and it doesn't. He says, okay, if that doesn't get your attention, I'm going to step it up a little bit. I'm going to remove my hand even further. You're going to go into Assyria. You're going to go into Babylon for a little while. You know, you won't give me your Sabbaths. I'll I'll take the Sabbaths. You're going to be in, you know, Babylon for the number of Sabbaths you didn't give me. And so Mm. I I feel like God has kind of stepped back a little bit as far as removing some of his protection and allowing Mm -hmm. Satan to have more free reign Mm -hmm. because we are seeing evil stuff go on in this country right now. And I, and, and I think the challenge now is, you know, we can we can say all the things that's going on in the country and, and all the, you know, but what are you going to do about it? You know, that's 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 kind of like that bully that, you know, keeps pushing you and you say, hey, man, stop. And, and then he slaps you in the back of the head and you're like, hey, man, why you do that? Stop, man. At some point, he's going to look at you and say, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I think this is a, a, a moment for the body to get rejuvenated. God gave me an imagery of the body of Christ is a is a, an afflicted body. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's those who are weak, those who are disenfranchised, come into my body, come into my body, become a member of my body, because the, the head of the body is Christ. So this is like one huge giant body, and you see the imagery in Power Rangers and uh, you know, tra- all these things coming together, right? Yeah. And so the thing is, is that, um, so you see all these things about the body, the body, the body, but God, what what the Lord is doing is he, he wants everyone to come into his body to be healed. And so that's the call. The call is what heals you. The call that's on your life is what heals you. The provision that God has for you is in the call. He says, get up. That's a call. Go there, Abraham. That's a call. The call, the process of you answering the call saves you. Well, actually, here here's what I was uh, what I was teaching the guys this morning is that he calls us to himself mm-hmm. to save us and then deploy us as his ambassadors and lifesavers out in the world. The people that he's using Amen. as instruments, whether it's with the homeless right. or whether it's over in Russia or Africa, wherever, right? Um, and what you're doing with New Dawn is a great thing. Every second Saturday, they meet down at the New Dawn Outreach Center, which is on East Adams Street, and they share love. They do showers down there. They do a grill lunch. They do clothing. They do worship. So, you know, I'm sure that they are always looking for volunteers, yes, right? Yes, yes. And so... If you want to know more about New Dawn Outreach, you can go to New Dawn, N-E-W-D-A-W-N, Outreach.org. And you can go on their website. They've got a place to volunteer. And you can see they've got a great resources page for different things. Yes, sir. And so, uh, you know, uh, Galen, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds, we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. 
I don't think we're doing that. I think we're cowering right now in this country and as believers. When we come back, I want to talk about that. Okay? Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. We're going to be right back with the last segment with our buddy, our fellow brother, Galen Patrick, on SWAT Radio. If you want to listen to this or any past program, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. We'll be right back with more SWAT Radio after this final break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and never pining till he appeared and the Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Oh Holy Night. I love that song. It was a holy night when Jesus came. I just love that. Fall on our knees. That's what we're all going to do, whether you do it this side of heaven or whether you do it on the other side of earth. Um, you're going to bow down to him. And uh, Galen and I were just, um, I, by the way, if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Galen Patrick. Galen, Okay. You and I were talking. You said this. I did not say this, so I want to just put that out there before I say it because people email, and I don't want anybody to email about this. You said growing up as a black man with the name Galen brought you a lot of problems, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, man. I had to fight, man. Uh, You know, Kansas City is one of them places where, you know, you can't walk in the room and say, hey, guys, um, I'm not participating in fighting today. (laughs) You know, because going from a private school to a public school, you know, the kids – they didn't have any regards of who I was. They they didn't care. Like, in the private school, yeah, you know, I'm the pastor's son, you know. Because your dad was a pastor, right? Yeah, yeah, he was a yeah, he was didn't a he was share a, that. Yeah, he was Tell a, everybody no, no, real yeah. quick. Let's talk about that just for a second because I think it's it. I'd like for people to hear that part of your story. Your dad was, almost was killed, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Tell he, what happened. Man. So so yeah. So my dad he um he was a he was a, he's a minister in in uh, Kansas City and so his story kind of affected my life because when when I was younger he was shot he was robbed and shot he was a chauffeur had a nice car and the guy was uh you know hit him busted his teeth out mm. and then pulled a gun on him shot him bam mm. the guy goes to shoot my dad again to kill him. My dad is looking. He's having to talk with the Lord. He's like, God, is this it? Is this the, you know, I can't go because I have my son. My son needs me. Mm-hmm. And if I die, then he'll be raised in the streets. Hey, yeah, because your other relatives. Yeah, they said, were. Yeah, they were kind of in, you know, in the street. Guys. Yeah, street guys. So so the thing is, is that if if my dad would have got killed, I would have grew up bitter. Revenge. Zero tolerance. Angry. Mm. You know, and then and then what happens? The cycle continues, right? And so, so the thing is, so my dad didn't die. He came back, was in my life, you know. And fast forward, that's where I learned how not to take the fighting part to the next level of, you know, hey man, I gotta go get these guys. You know, these guys, you know, they're dangerous. So I took the I took the David part. I said, God, you have to fight these battles for me. I can't fight all these people and God just gave me divine favor with people. And, you know, he gave me, gave me the, uh, the wits and the, you know, how to be quick on my feet and talk and funny. Cause you are funny. You got a good <laughs> sense of humor. You're creative, but that's good. Yeah. Since you want to be a creative writer, like you were like creative writing and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, writing, uh, like I'm, I'm starting to get back into, uh, like writing songs, like writing, like worship songs and, about Zion, uh-huh. you know, shout out to Paul Wilbur, Zion, yeah, <laughs> Zion yeah. music. Uh-huh. But, uh, but you know, just, just getting, getting the, the songs from, from the home country. I call heaven the home country, the heavenly country. You Wait, know? you mean this isn't our home? <laughs> you know, you I, so many people live like it is. <laughs> I was starting to think this is our home. No, man, that, that's what I'm saying. I want to, I believe that we have so much creative, so much creativity in us. To where that I even want to do a Christian version of Shark Tank, where it's called Witty Inventions. How about that? Oh, there you go. <clears throat> you know, everybody on the pews, they they might have the answer to the church's problem, but they don't have they don't know how to communicate to, to the leadership. They don't know how to put make a presentation to the investors, so to speak. You yeah. know, so these are all just things I'm thinking. Like, if anybody wants to help out with that, hey, go to my. <laughs> Go to my Facebook inbox, Galen Patrick, or you know. Yeah. By the way, if you want to go to Galen's Facebook, it is G A L E N P A T R I C K. Yeah. Galen Patrick. And, and go, or you can go on Project Get Saved, but but these are the things. But don't make fun of his name on social media. He's gotten enough of that growing up. Okay. No, but uh, but you know, and so these are some of the things that I think, and I'm like, you know what, this platform, brother Doug. Mm-hmm. This is an awesome platform, and I know that there's going to be a lot of people that's going to hear it. But now is the time. I think this is the best time. For some reason, I'm not depressed. Mm-hmm. Like this, well, season. you shouldn't be. No, but I'm just saying. You know, the, the, you're ho- on the winning the, team, the, the, man. The, the holiday, the holidays just have so many mixed emotions. And I stuff, know, but I'm that's excited. True. No, that's true. It, it, I'm they excited. do. People, people tend to, you know, get um, anxious, anxious <clears throat> over the holidays. You know, you were sharing in the break, uh, Galen, about um, uh, an insight God gave you about faith from yes, um, yes sir, from Hebrews. Yeah. 
you're in the mortgage industry mm-hmm. and you were talking about how important a title is or a title deed. Yes, sir. So, yeah. so in the Amplified, it reads, Hebrews 11, one reads a little different in the Amplified. It goes, now faith is the assurance or title deed confirmation of things hoped for divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Well, wait, wait, stop for a second, man. That right there. I mean, think about what what you just read. Okay, (laughs) faith comprehends as fact what you can't experience through the physical senses. Yeah, that that that. So that that is why the disciples, when Jesus said, "How are we going to feed all these people?" They were thinking with the physical senses. Right. They were not looking at him as Jesus, spir- son of God. The spiritual they weren't print, thinking yeah. in the spiritual. Because the right answer when Jesus said, how are we going to feed them is, uh, whatever you do to tell us, we're going to do. Because you can feed them. Right. I think that was the answer right. he was looking for. <laughs> but they didn't say that. We said, we ain't got enough food. Right. Faith, the title deed on the boat says, hey, the storm's bad, but... The God of the universe is asleep in here, so if he's sleeping, it must be okay for us. You right. Know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell everybody what a title deed so, means. So, yeah, so the title deed is the, the proof. It's just a document of ownership showing that this is your, like, you know, you got car titles. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, so when you finally get the title, that means, hey, I own this, right? So it says, for this, for by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. So, Jeremiah, real quick, Jeremiah in uh, Jeremiah 32, 9 through 14, you guys can go back and read it. But when he was buying a field, he put the title deed in earthen vessels. That was a that was a common practice to put title deeds in the earthen vessels. So then you fast forward to 2 Corinthians 4, 7, and it talks about a treasure. In earthen vessels. In earthen vessels. That treasure is the faith. It's, it's the, the faith. title deed. Yeah. It's the same concept. Everything has just been type typology. It's just in the Old Testament there was a practice, and then now it's glorified in the New Testament. And we're the earthen vessels. We're the earthen vessels, yeah. and faith is that that precious faith, that knowledge of God, that is what's in store in, inside of us. And you know what's so crazy is you can't even manufacture that. That faith in <laughs> itself is a gift from God. It's one of the gifts, yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That, that you can't even manufacture it. You, it, you. So people go, well, what do I do if I don't have it? You ask him for it. You yeah. ask. To me, that's the prayer where he says, ask and you will receive. You know, uh, seek and you will find. I mean, there, God. what does God seek? He seeks after a man who seeks after him mm-hmm. or a woman yes, who seeks after him. That's what he wants. And um, if you seek after him, if there's some gnawing... I'm convinced that Cornelius had this gnawing in his heart since he was a kid. And when he's in Caesarea and God gives him a vision to send somebody to this guy named Peter's house who's leading the movement, Mm. he immediately disperses not only uh, his two servants, but he sends one of his most trusted uh, soldiers to go with them because he knows this guy's going to tell me something from God because God told me and he believed him. And even that faith 
was a gift from God. Man. It's something, man. Man, and, and it's the it's the proof of ownership that you own that you belong in heaven. Mm-hmm. That heaven is your home, and you have the deed, you have the assurance, the confirmation. And 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 I looked at it like this, man. Our body is so amazing. We're fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. to where that God, He's put like uh, He's made us like into like a map, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't want to get into all that. Aaron's garments and stuff <laughs> and, and him entering into the holy place. But, but Jesus is, he's coming to get his stones for his ephod. Mm-hmm. We are the, he's, he's, re, he's putting the gov- the names written on his shoulders, just like Aaron. It, it, it's a, it's an awesome, it's an awesome experience to see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords return as the priest, the King of forever after the order of Melchizedek. You know, and you know what uh, Melchizedek, when I taught on Melchizedek, when we were going through Hebrews, Melchizedek is a king of Salem, Salem. Shalom, which is peace. And he he was also called the king of righteousness. So he's not only the king of peace. We get peace by forgiveness from God. Without forgiveness from God, we have no peace. But he's also the king of righteousness. So Jesus is a priest. He's a judge. He's the king. He's the redeemer. <laughs> Jesus is it. And if you don't know him, there's no special prayer. Just tell God. Cry out to the God of all creation. God, I want to know you better. Amen. And let him give you Jesus. Ask him for faith. Say, like the man who said, Father... I believe, but help my unbelief. Give me more. All right, Galen, thank you for joining us Thank today. you, Doug. Hey, if you want to know more about Galen, you can go to Project Get Saved on Facebook. You can also go to NewDawnOutreach.org and join Galen in ministering to the homeless. Galen, I hope you have a blessed weekend. We're going to be back tomorrow with Taylor Johnson. We're going to be kind of wrapping up the week with Anything Goes Friday. Who knows what we'll be talking about. Galen, blessings on you. Have a great weekend, okay? Thank you for having me. Hey, if you want to listen to this or any past program, go to SWATradio.com. If you missed the SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual.